TikTok is the fastest growing social network for short form video, entertainment, and in recent times, information. In this episode, I talk to TikTok's agency partner in Sub Saharan Africa, Greg Bailey, about trends on the platform. I ask him about growth trends for content creators and brands. We've seen a lot of African kind of emerging trends translate onto the platform or happen on the platform per se. One of the big things is definitely, I think travel has become massive, where we've seen vlogs highlighting travel throughout South Africa and Africa in itself. We also discuss TikTok's Level Up content creator program. Um, it's an incubation program held by TikTok themselves. Um, it's a first of its kind, essentially, whereby we help kind of uh, inspire, support creators through digital skills and development. Greg shares some opportunities for brands on the platform and what makes TikTok stand out. Um, but I think one of the things that we want to, to kind clearly of articulate is that it is a full funnel solution in the sense that it's able to drive both kind of awareness and upper funnel kind of engagement, brand love, brand sentiment, but at the same time really drive lower funnel. So drive out kind of consideration, conversion, um, and ultimately drive kind of online and offline purchase behavior. He cites the checkers and Mr. Price campaigns with some of the highest levels of engagement and user-generated content. Why should you consider working with content creators on TikTok? What, what we see is, and just some of the stats, 82% of Gen Z uh, simply ignore or skip ads completely. Uh, beyond that, 74% of consumers say that uh, brands need to find more innovative ways to market to them. Please write us a short review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us grow the community and create more compelling content. Welcome to the Lead Creative Podcast, where we talk to creative industry leaders, influencers, and brands. We discuss the strategies that influence brand thinking and shape industries. Thought leaders and heads of agencies let us in on some of their thinking and insights. I'm your host, Mungir Simtati. Enjoy the show and please share and subscribe. Greg, thanks so much for making the time to chat to us this morning. Um, how are you doing? How have things been at TikTok? Hey, Mungesi, good to, good to chat to you. Yeah, um, it's been an incredible journey. Been there just over a year now. Um, exciting place to work. Um, and yeah, looking forward to our, our chat. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. So I think to, to kick things off, you know, a year ago, uh, more, than, more than a year ago, two or so years ago, we used to hear the term from, from successful content creators who were telling us to not create content create TikToks. At first, the TikTok was a song and dance. It then became comedic content. I don't know what it is today because it's so many things today. So just to demystify this, what's in your definition or your thinking is a TikTok? Yeah, I think uh, we, could, we could talk this through, but I, I suppose TikTok is very unique in the sense that if you just look at it from a user perspective, um, yeah. we don't see ourselves so much as a, a social media channel, but more as a channel for entertainment. Um, and what's very, very unique around it is essentially that it's set up on a content graph. So the algorithm serves out content that's relevant to the users, and hence there's so much time spent in that For You page. Uh, but coming back to it, I think what we've definitely seen is this massive diversification of content. So like you said, 
probably the earlier days were very much slanted towards your Gen Zs, dancing, uh, but it's definitely shifted. I mean, we've seen this almost worlds of worlds. We talk about it from a TikTok perspective, these worlds of worlds where these communities are, are congregating around their various passion points um, and interests. Um, and in that, what we've seen is the rise of the creator. Um, and these are the guys that are able to create content um, that is one, informative, uh, two, that is relevant, but at the same time, very much, um, very much entertaining. And it's all around entertainment at the end of the day. I want to come back to, to the TikTok algorithm because that's one of the things that's kind of doing the rounds, I think, from both an agency and business front as well as just the content creator side of things. And I want to come back to that a bit later on. Um, some data that we are seeing tells us that 80% of TikTok users are between the ages of 16 to 34, with Gen Z being trendsetters on the platform. Are you seeing similar stats and similar usage in South Africa and across the African continent? Yeah, look, unfortunately, I can't disclose any of the, the data around the audiences. But right. um, I think what, for one thing, definitely from a global perspective, what we are seeing is a trend. Like I say, like the early adopters were obviously the Gen Zs. Mm. Uh, but to a large degree, we've seen millennials. So anyone kind of age 25 to 44 come onto the platform. And that's where that diversification comes into play. But beyond that, you're right. I think to a large degree, TikTok has the ability to to define and kind of drive subcultures to a large degree um, through the various trends that we're seeing kind of arise through the platform. Mm -hmm. You're saying that you're seeing more and more millennials when initially it was, I think, Gen Zs who were, uh, who were leading on the platform. Is there, where's the growth happening right now, like between the Gen Zs and millennials? Where are you seeing sort of the biggest growth? Because my thinking is, because the early adopters were Gen Zs, you saw, you know, fast growth among Gen Zs in the beginning. Is that still the case now, or has that sort of leveled off and now millennials are taking over? Look, I think I think the growth is still there across all yeah. audiences, but definitely, right. I think uh, without a doubt, we're seeing more more within the millennials. Uh, but that's the global trends. So obviously, we've seen mm. similar things translate from a local perspective. So just switching things more now towards the content creator side of things, what are some of the emerging trends in content creation on TikTok and how can African creators stay ahead of that curve or at least be part of it? Yeah, so I think, like we've said, like there's obviously been this massive diversification of content um, over the last kind of two years. We've seen a lot of African kind of emerging trends translate onto the platform or happen on the platform ship per se. One of the big things is definitely, I think, travel has become massive, where we've seen mm -hmm. vlogs highlighting travel throughout South Africa and Africa in itself, showcasing destinations, restaurants, routes, itineraries and the likes. Uh, we've seen the rise of, of gaming as well, massive market. Um, so yeah, it's very, very diverse. I think um, if you just look at it across all the categories, there's trends within inside each of them. And I'm glad you mentioned, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the, I think, the diversification of content um, more than once now. And I, one of the things that I've been noticing on TikTok, and this refers, I suppose, to the algorithm, as you put it earlier, is that I'm seeing a lot of African language content on my timeline, among many other things, as well as, I think, some other niche communities that I follow. Is there, can you tell us a little bit about just how the algorithm distributes content by interest 
because to me, and and I mean, we don't have to talk about Facebook necessarily or Twitter or any other platform. But to me, what I've noticed is that um, there's a there, there's there's certainly a rise or increase of African language content on the on this platform than anywhere else that I've been seeing. Right. So, what what are some of the things that are driving this uh, from a content creator perspective? Sure. Um, I think two sides. One, let's just talk about the algorithm quickly and maybe just like deep dive into it to some degree. Um, I suppose if we look back at the way algorithms have naturally been set up on social media platforms, it's been set around a, a social algorithm. Meaning as you come into those platforms, you're expecting to see content from your friends and your family and the kind of network within itself. Um, from a TikTok perspective, we work on a content graph. So essentially, just based on your consumption, what is of interest to you, it obviously delivers out that content that's very unique to any user within that For You page. Uh, but beyond that, is it, it's non-limiting in the sense that it allows any creator to create a piece of content um, and provided that that content is obviously uh, driving up engagement, viewability, whatever the case may be, it's going to serve out. So it doesn't require a creator to have a following of a million to serve out a million impressions or reach a million right. users. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, um, it rewards good content, ultimately, or great content, should I say. Mm-hmm. So, so, so then, from my understanding, then the algorithm almost figures out what the what this good content is and serves out that good content more and more to sort of um to to users as it were because once again i'm i'm using i'm 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 thinking of examples of other social networks of social networks that i'm part of and have been using which are different in this sense of sometimes it's a hit and miss with those platforms and they try to serve me different types of things that I'm finding sometimes not very interesting. Whereas on TikTok, I'm kind of seeing more of this, of similar kinds of content upweighted in comparison to other types of content that I may also be interested in, but I'm kind of not seeing. So how is the, how does the timeline work in terms of that balance for the user as well as the content creator because I know that content creators are asking these types of questions a lot especially because there's a there's a greater drive towards content creator monetization on TikTok is what I've kind of seen as one of the big drivers 100% look I mean in terms of the algorithm all I know is that essentially um, it will serve out based on your relevancy Uh, it's non-limiting and again, like you say, it's like I think what, what's really great about TikTok is that it understands exactly what's relevant to you as a user. Mm. Um, and like I say, within those communities, it'll serve that out. Um, going back to monetization, you're 100% correct. Obviously, from a TikTok perspective, we're looking to drive the creator economy, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, we have a full team uh, that drives kind of creator incubation. Uh, one of those programs talked to, which is, is essentially the level up, whereby we've pretty much incubated over the last two years just over about 350 creators. Um, again, driving kind of and educating them everything from kind of how to create content, um, strategic help, 
um, ultimately with the, the, the real objective of being able to monetize themselves. Let's talk a little bit more about, about Level Up, about uh, the program itself and what you've seen and what the drive is. Um, because I know that, I mean, in your past life before you joined TikTok, you were working with influencers and within the influencer space quite a lot. So you understand some of the drivers really that, that, that make content creators tick and also help them adopt a platform, right? So um, in terms of level up, what are the, how was the adoption, first of all, from a content creator perspective? And what are the plans? Can you just also describe what level up is? Because I don't, I don't think a lot of people know what that is. So can you just describe that? And then what the adoption is, as well as what the plans are for content creators? Yeah, so essentially, it's a call out to all content creators. Um, essentially, like I say, um, it's an incubation program held by TikTok themselves. Um, it's a first of its kind, essentially, whereby we help kind of uh, inspire, support creators through digital skills and development. On the sort of level up side of things and your partnership and collaboration with both brands and content creators, have you noticed any trends from an African perspective that are either influencing global ones or at least being noticed by sort of your global team members and and everybody else across TikTok that are coming from Africa? Because we're used to seeing a lot of stuff coming from you know, other parts of the world, the US, the UK, wherever else that we then adopt as content creators or Africans, as it were. Are there any others that are making, that are making waves across, you know, across the, across the globe? I mean, I know that, for instance, something like um, Amapiano from South Africa is making waves. African fashion sometimes. You mentioned travel, right? So are there any things that I think if you are a content creator sitting there wanting to either change direction or hop onto TikTok that you've noticed as growing trends? Got you, yeah. So, I mean, you, you're 100% right. So, I'm a piano is blown up across the globe. We've had dance challenges come out of that. Uh, Afrobeat songs, so again, just redefining music to a large degree. Uh, flip the bottle challenge um, and the food edition there. Uh, food, foo, 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 uh, and jollof rice, I suppose. Um, yeah, we've seen trends translate across the globe um, and across all categories per se. So, definitely opportunity for any creators. Uh, to, to jump on the back of these, essentially. Just now to shift towards more of sort of the B2B kind of agency side of things, which I know you also work um, as an agency partner. Around a year or so ago, I saw uh, some brand campaigns where filters and dancing were still really very popular. I also know that, I mean, in comparison to anything else that's out there in the markets, um, you know, the TikTok advertising platform for brands is, is, is fairly at its infancy just in comparison. Of course, it's developed a lot. How have, how have brands and advertisers adopted it? And also, what are some of the tools that agencies and brands should know about for advertising on TikTok? 100%. Great question. So uh, we've seen a lot of excitement with inside the local market. Um, we've seen a lot of interest from local brands and we look forward to working with them in the future. Um, obviously, just looking at TikTok in itself and what makes it somewhat unique is 
Uh, I think just looking back at it from a media perspective and, and from a business perspective, firstly, it's able to deliver out on reach, uh, efficiency and effectiveness ultimately. Um, but I think one of the things that we want to, to kind of clearly articulate is that it is a full funnel solution in the sense that it's able to drive both kind of awareness and upper funnel kind of engagement, brand love, brand sentiment, but at the same time really drive lower funnel. So drive out kind of consideration, conversion, um, and ultimately drive kind of online and offline purchase behavior. Right, right. And insofar as our collaborations with brands and agencies go, I know we've spoken a little bit about Level Up and a little bit about collaborations with content creators. On the brand side of things, how are you driving collaboration there? Yeah, so we've got a, just obviously from a TikTok perspective, we've got a fully fledged team called uh, Global Business Solutions. Um, my mas- I myself obviously head up agency partnerships driving a lot of education, driving a lot of enablement, um, enablement through obviously the advertising solutions, but beyond that is obviously creative enablement, um, enabling brands to create for, for TikTok um, and connect with um, the creators in themselves. If you're enjoying The Lead Creative, please share this episode with your network and hit follow or subscribe. Enjoy the show. You mentioned that uh, in TikTok is unique in the sense that it's more it's driven more by entertainment than you know than other platforms that brands and content creators are used to, and this is evident in the use of the platform. Now, just sticking with brands, uh, how can African brands effectively leverage TikTok's unique features as well as audience to to to? almost reach their target audience better and to reach their target markets better? So I think, yeah, there's opportunities for, for all businesses. One is obviously, I think, to connect with existing and, and potentially new consumers. Um, I touched on the fact that obviously the platform in itself is able to deliver both efficiency and effectiveness. Um, but more than that is obviously the ability to, to connect with the communities. Um, uh, and in that, obviously, beyond that is, is connect through relevancy, for one. Um, and then beyond that is actually, we talk about this, this community amplification. So this co-creation with the community, essentially, where uh, the community themselves come in and review products and brands that they use each and every day. Um, and that's somewhat unique. So uh, beyond just obviously driving kind of the, the discovery and the, the consideration and the purchase, on the one side, you've got this unique um, proposition in the sense that it's a community amplification. Mm-hmm. Have you got any examples that come to mind of successful campaigns and collaborations that you've seen on TikTok that sort of stand out to you? And also, I suppose, what makes them stand out, especially brand on the brand side of things. Because as I mentioned, we are all trying to figure out, I think from brands and agencies, we're all trying to figure out how to uh, reach our audiences better on this, you know, on this amazing platform. Uh, do, do any campaigns or collaborations in recent times come to mind as ones that stood out? 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, again, like I said, we're working with all brands across all verticals. Um, but some of the, the recent kind of success stories, um, we can talk to Checkers, whereby they launched uh, Little Shop 3, um, essentially. Um, and what they did was obviously looking to drive excitement and hype, and ultimately footfall in store. Um, they collaborated with creators to create almost an educational play um, on it. Um, we talk about Spark Ads, so it's the, the amplification of creator-led content. It was a super successful campaign um, in the sense that um, it drove out just over 11 million video views and over 160,000 engagements, which is simply, simply incredible. Um, beyond that, again, if we look at Mr. Price, um, another major retailer within South Africa, they were obviously looking to develop um, an energetic and, and fun way to grow and build their platform following, obviously increase brand uh, recall and creating a bit of buzz and an inspiring sense of, of community, I suppose. Um, they launched a, a very cool hashtag challenge um, in collaboration with, again, creators. What was incredible just to see the result that came out of it, where they were able to reach just over 8.6 8, 8. million users. Um, they drove an average engagement rate of 28%, which is which is simply unheard of, really, if, if you consider that. Um, and then ultimately, like we said, is this, this community amplification, this community co-creation, where we saw over 151,000 pieces of content being created um, in terms of UGC. That's amazing. That's amazing. Both, um, both. I mean, f from both Mr. Price and the Checkers side, I think those are really amazing, are really amazing ones. As well as I think this uh, collaboration, because th that's one of the things that content creators at least that I've spoken to have have mentioned that sometimes brands come into some of these partnerships with a, with a very, you know, very clear um, sort of box ticking type of way. And I'm sure, I mean, you've seen this um, on TikTok and before as well, right, where brands kind of come into that as opposed to the collaborative side of things. So I think, I mean, that's, that's, that's absolutely... Um, absolutely useful. What strategies would you recommend for brands and content creators to grow their presence and engage better on TikTok? What are some of the? I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Mr. Price and Checkers, which which are really good ones. And Checkers has been doing a lot in recent times uh, on on just social media and just their digital um, just their digital strategies as well. Are there any other things that you've seen that come up as recommendations, not necessarily brand campaigns, but recommendations that you would say if a brand is looking to improve their reach and engagement on TikTok, these are some of the things that kind of stand out? Yeah. I kind of, I suppose, to answer your question, I suppose, why should brands be working with creators? And I, I think let's maybe touch on a couple of things. So, one is like if we just look at media today, um, what, what we see is, and just some of the stats, 82% of Gen Z uh, simply ignore or skip ads completely. Uh, beyond that, 74% of consumers say that uh, brands need to find more innovative ways to market to them. And I think that's where the value lies, is where brands are able to co-create with creators. What creators obviously are able to do 
is drive out. One is obviously authenticity. Um, but beyond that, and I've mentioned it a few times, is this relevancy, yeah, um, yeah. which is super, super critical. Um, again, everything lends itself to being entertaining first. Uh, so, and I think that's, I suppose, for a large degree, that's where brands possibly need to step back and allow these creators to create. Um, this is what they're good at, essentially. Um, allow them to drive through the brand messaging in whichever other way, but not be too prescriptive in, in kind of what they're looking to do or the, or the content per se. Um, and then through that, naturally, where that authenticity lies, we see that obviously consumers lean in um, and ultimately build trust. Um, so yeah, to kind of answer your question in a roundabout way, there's a definite need for brands to lean in um, and co-create with creators, no doubt. Right, right. And, and I think authenticity comes in um, quite a lot. It comes back quite a lot. I mean, you've mentioned it a number of times um, in our conversation. Um, in what ways does TikTok plan to collaborate with brands as well as agencies through your marketing tools um, to help kind of achieve these goals that we have? Are there any you know, are there any plans, are there any things in the horizon that we should know about as marketers? Yeah, so, so like I said, there's obviously a, a large support team um, that's obviously out both on the media agencies and on the creative agencies. Uh, beyond that, we've, we've recently, last year, just launched our For You Summit, which was an industry-wide event coming in for a, a very unique experience um, in itself. And this year, we, we're doubling down. So what we're looking to do is create what's called vertical talks. Um, they'll be very specific to, to some of the key verticals that we, we've kind of identified, um, CPG brands or FMCG per se. Uh, beyond that, we've, we've seen retailers, digital natives as well. Um, and then last but not least is obviously financial services and, and kind of telcos. Um, but yeah, uh, we had to support, uh, like I said, we've got a f full kind of solutions, add solutions mm -hmm. um, that is set up obviously to drive success on the platform. Right, right. In terms of, um, because I think one of the, one, one of the, areas that I've kind of seen a lot of mass and public facing adoption is with, um, you know, the communities like BookTok, for example. I mean, I've seen this even at bookstores now, you know, that's, that kind of have this um, cross-pollination between what happens online and what happens in store. What are some, how do some of those some of those almost user-led initiatives helping to drive not just adoption on TikTok, but adoption on niche communities. Because with BookTok, for example, I saw this at a popular bookstore, for instance, where they're they, they, they've got BookTok and they've got TikTok branding in store, where we know for a fact that, you know, books and publishers have been struggling to sell books, for instance. Are there any, are there any things that you're seeing as, as, as ways that drive foot traffic besides a campaign that's running on TikTok that drive foot traffic in store that are user-led, which 
originate from TikTok with, and also with TikTok kind of becomes part of our lexicon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's tons of examples. We've seen, I think, BookTok is a brilliant one where you've seen it obviously translate both online and offline at, at yes. book retailers. Um, I think in itself, I think it's, it's pushed about 23 or 24 billion video views globally. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think book sales at an all-time high um, off the back of it. We've seen the rise of FinTok, uh, SkinTok, BeautyTok, you name it. There's literally communities around communities. Um, just talking about some of those movements, a couple of examples. One was, um, I think, the, the baked feta recipe. Um, I'll be surprised if there's any listeners out there that haven't tried it for themselves. Um, f- feta sales went through the roof. So again, it was, it was content created by the community. It picked up, started trending globally, um, and obviously became um, a massive kind of, of global trend, should I say. Uh, we've seen other things like um, creators um, in the U.S. where they were dancing in a pair of American Eagle leggings and they've mm-hmm. been sold out across the United States. Uh, similarly, uh, skincare brands where right. a, a consumer came in, did a simple review, and this is where I talk about that community amplification, talking about how effective it was, um, and through that... It started picking up, it went viral, um, and sold out across the United States. Um, so there's opportunity everywhere for, for all brands. Um, so by all means, uh, it all comes back down to having that community and that co-creation within it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so with a movement like with a movement like Book Talk, which is different from the leggings brand, right? Because the one is brand driven, the other one is more community driven. With one similar to a book talk or fin talk or whatever it is, if you are a bookstore, a bookseller, um, how do you how do you become part of the movement without being overshadowed by it? If you know what I mean, right? So so if you are Bank X, how do you hop on to FinTalk and still drive your message without being drowned out by the, the, the overwhelming um, conversations that happen on FinTalk? Got you. I, I think at the end of the day, people are turning to the platform, like I've said, to, to one, be uh, entertained, yes. but at the same time, be educated. Yeah. So I think there's, a, there's always an opportunity for any brand, and I suppose... The brand themselves can lead with it, but if they're able to co-create with creators, that's where yes. the real value comes in. Yeah. Um, so think of FinTalk for argument's sake. Um, users are turning to, to FinTalk to, to drive up their financial savviness, drive up their education around financial saving, you name it. The opportunity there is to collaborate with creators, everyday people across all mm-hmm. categories, yeah. And, and drive that education in the most authentic and real manner, ultimately. Um, and that's where the opportunity lies. We also talk about trendvertising. So beyond that is, is picking up on existing trends or, or these communities and then amplifying it. But how you'd want to amplify it is essentially through the creators themselves. Mm-hmm. Let them be the voice. Right, right, right. So, so unlike the days of, unlike the days of, 
you know, brands wanting to own every single part of, I suppose, the message, especially in the early days of social media where brands were like, yeah, but then, you know, I'm the brand. I want to kind of own the space and I want to be in the forefront of this kind of message. It's now handing over uh, with, with TikTok. It's now handing over and trusting the content creator who is part of a movement to help you amplify your message. Completely that. There's been a massive shift. So less so around to them, where it's the brand communicating to the community or to your consumer, rather through them. So the co-creation with the community and through creators in themselves. And that's very, very unique to TikTok in itself. If you're enjoying The Lead Creative, please share this episode with your network and hit follow or subscribe. Enjoy the show. Right. No, I think that's, I th- for, for me, I think I find that, I find that to be fascinating because of course it creates, I mean, we know that the, you know, this, this sort of social movement economy or the social economy creates opportunities, creates opportunities for content creators, opportunities for brands and everybody else. But now it's also creating more and more opportunities for people to jump onto new careers, careers that didn't exist before. And it's driven by the youth more than it is, um, you know, by people who well, aren't youth and and young at heart, as it were, right? So, um, no, f- yeah, I find it, I find it, I find it fascinating. What are some of the, what are some of the sort of, um, I guess, trends or things that brands should consider? I mean, I know you've you've mentioned the relevancy side of things. You've mentioned that there are tools. You've mentioned the conference, and I want to talk a little bit more about the conference when it's kind of happening, as well as, I guess, you know, how we can hop onto it. Because a lot of the time we see things that TikTok has done after the fact, as opposed to before it happens and as it happens. And I think that's kind of one of the things. Um, how, how can brands and content creators themselves almost follow TikTok more effectively to know what's going on? Yeah, I get this question a lot of the time from, from both brands and from agencies. They're like, I want to be there, but how? How, how? how do I enter yeah. this place? Um, and the simple question, or the simple answer, should I say, is, is jump onto the platform first and foremost. You've right. got to be on the platform. You've got to be consuming it to fully understand mm. it. Sure. Uh, but beyond that, I think what's, what's really, really interesting is most, like almost nine out of ten times, being a, a brand marketer, jump in, use the search functionality. Start seeing what people are actually communicating, what they're saying about your brand. That will be indicative right. of mm-hmm. what they want to hear, essentially. Yes. And beyond that, I think, depending on what vertical or what kind of business um, you're aligned to, start kind of searching out one is on your competitors, seeing what they're doing, both from a local and from a global perspective, and join in on those communities as well. Um, and through that, there'll be so much opportunity. Okay, okay. And and when is the when is the for you um, conference are happening this year? Do you have an idea? Uh, so we've we've recently just rolled out our, our Cape Town edition um, late last month, um, right. and then we're looking to to roll out the the next two over the coming months. So probably okay. all wrapped up by the month of May. 
Okay, okay. No, Greg, I think, yeah, I mean, there's a, there, there's a lot in there for, uh, for brands and content creators that, you know, that they can explore, that they can um, help. Uh, or, or rather that they can get help with to to grow their brands, grow their platforms, grow their 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 following. Is there anything else for you that kind of comes to mind that brands and or content creators are kind of missing that is that could be critical to their growth? Um yeah, I suppose I'm just reiterating the simple point of it all comes back to it, uh, entertainment for one mm-hmm. um, that authenticity and that realness ultimately um, this is a community led platform um, understand what the community is looking for ultimately um, and lean in on that um, and uh, kind of I suppose you've got to enter this platform with, with open eyes like I said not be too prescriptive um, and allow the creators to lead ultimately mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, a great, yeah, a great place to to conclude our conversation. Um, realness, authenticity, relevancy, and let the content creators themselves and the community lead the conversation, rather than wanting to be uh, at the center of it. Hundred percent. You've nailed it. Thank you for listening to the Lead Creative. Did you get one insight that's worth sharing from this episode? Please share it with your network or your friends. Pop me some of your ideas and innovative finds on Twitter, on at Mongesi. This podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find me on mongesi.com.